Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed, and this episode is a special Force Center reacts, reacting to something right on Star Wars Day, May the 4th. There is a new poster for the Obi-Wan Kenobi television show and an official trailer, and we are very excited to discuss every little bit of both of those things. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm kidnapped. Uh, I don't even know if I'd <laughs> sing that right. It's just imagine Duel of Fates blaring out of your speakers right now. What a fun day. Star Wars Day. We kind of thought we're going to talk about what we thought might have happened today and what actually did. But hey, you know what? What a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Absolutely. I knew that there was going to be a lot of things popping up on Star Wars Day. I already had some plans of things that I wanted to uh, watch and read and do. And then uh, I got up right away and was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to leave enough space for all of the excitement. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to reschedule for Kenobi. Uh, Let's dive right in there. Ken, did you um, expect this Kenobi drop for Star Wars Day or were you surprised, caught off guard in any way by the new poster and the new trailer? I, uh, it's so interesting, uh, not surprised at all, but not in that prediction way. Not like, uh, I just, I just in my soul knew it was happening <laughs> and we've had discussions we had on the main show this week, uh, celebrating, you know, May the 4th and how it has turned into a news day. And sometimes our expectations can uh, be set too high, uh, for even a, a company to meet. And, uh, I thought maybe just a poster, everything. but in my soul, I can't lie in my soul, 
I knew it was going to be today. And then a, a, a little, uh, the new dog we have of Francis, little Franny Cakes, uh, woke me up nice and early for a potty break. And uh, there it was. There was the trailer. There was everything in front of me. We normally say the will of the force. You had the will of the potty break that allowed yes. you to see Kenobi nice and early. Yes, yes. Yeah, so. I had a, a, a weird morning. I, I set my alarm. I got up early because I've been reading the uh, Kenobi Legends novel from uh, mm. 2013. Really enjoying it. Uh, a little over halfway through. And I, I left off last night. I was kind of tired, but I left off at a great cliffhanger. Um, and I was like, I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to get up early and I'm going to start Star Wars Day by reading the Kenobi novel. And I read a chapter and then I was like, oh, man, I hadn't even got out of bed. And I was like, hey, can I can I keep reading? It's like, well, I, I better check to make sure nothing in the world is on fire. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I also have it on my list today to watch Moon Knight before oh, opening uh, social media for spoilers. I opened uh, Twitter and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't look at Twitter because of. I have to watch Moon Knight first, and then I see the words Owen Lars, and then I'm like, that means there's a trailer. Why would people be tweeting about Owen Lars unless his grumpy face was spread across our screen? So stopped what I was doing, mm. reading Kenobi mm. <laughs> to watch mm. Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, gotta be careful. Yeah, Moon Knight, uh, the book of uh, Boba Fett Gallery, uh, I did have a chance to watch eventually, but I pretty much, by the time I went to bed, I already saw half of it thanks to Twitter. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. It is an embarrassment of riches where you're starting it to is. feel like, oh, well, you know, I need uh, four screens and at midnight <laughs> I need to be watching all of them at the same time. The best way to really slow down and immerse yourself in a world is watch four things at once, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course, these are good problems to have. The world is on fire, so it, it is also nice to have these uh, healthy, fun distractions, too. Yeah, no, I think it, it is like when you're at any sort of loving home where a, a form of love is to give you more things, to offer you more things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel sometimes my father-in-law is, is a, a very giving person, and uh, he doesn't let me uh, rest without a plenty of cheeses in front of me <laughs> so i had a sort of flashback of like oh, please star wars this is enough delicious cheese please <laughs> it's like my uh, old uh, ukrainian grandmother rest in peace grandma who used to tell me at every meal eat kenny eat 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 <laughs> exactly so we're going to discuss uh the poster and the trailer we're going to start with the poster um were, what were your thoughts on the new poster? Were you affected by it? Did it set you back on your Star Wars heels? <laughs> uh, here's my thoughts. Hot damn. That's a good poster. <laughs> it, it might be one of my favorite Star Wars posters. I'm going to say that. I'm going to go that big, Joseph. I really, really loved it. Uh, would I hang it on a wall? Yeah, you take the limited series May 27th only on Disney+. Plus. Take that off, uh, <laughs> and then I'll hang, I'll hang it up on a wall. I loved it. I really love it. Yeah, I was really affected when I clicked this open. Once I saw Owen Lars' name was floating out there, I was like, okay. And I went to my email and I saw the press release uh, and opened this up. And I just stared at this for a while. They do such a great job with the posters. There's a ton that I've really enjoyed. But this one, too, just did like, it just shot up the ranking list of like, yeah, yeah this might be my favorite Star Wars poster of the mm. Disney Lucasfilm era. Um, I, I think... What's so great about it is it's a wonderful follow-up to the previous poster that, that you and I had a lot of fun losing our minds about on a mm -hmm. podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, but it had this great, like, he's there in the distance. There's some iconography to him. He's kind of disheveled, but he's walking closer. <laughs> like, you want to see him and know him, but he's a little farther away. And this is such a great, like, reaction to that poster. 
that that one is he's in the distance and it's sort of a longing. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like just pushing in and going so deep, right? Uh, yeah. This is this um, literal scene inside him, uh, this yeah. great image of Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, a little bit translucent, uh, Vader on a cliff. Uh, but Vader also just, it's one of those things that's like so on the nose, it shouldn't be so great, but you can be yeah. a little on the nose in images. <laughs> yes. Like that Vader is just the center of his chest. Like Vader is sitting there just burning a hole in Kenobi's soul. Like the yeah. power of that alone yeah. makes this poster great. And then like, unlike the, the, the previous one where it's all kind of like distant and you're, you're wanting it to be closer. This one is just full of the iconography of, of, Kenobi right the hood up you see the blade you see the twin sons the the pensive look in the beard it's just a real celebration of sort of the image of Kenobi yeah uh, you know we have so much fun here in Fort Center diving deep and and uh, you uh, we load up the we load up the wagon and you lead us down the thematic discussions time and time again Joseph and, and we love that but also I think you and I both agree Sometimes we're just pointing out, this is what's there. Don't you see it? <laughs> and that's just having fun with ourselves when, when we say that. And I think this poster is so simple and so direct and so just purposeful with what it's saying that like I like saying sometimes, especially when I used to be on those movie debate shows, sometimes the answer is the answer. You don't need to work up uh, anything. That It's right there in front of you. Vader's in the heart of Kenobi. It seems to be torturing him. Uh, and it's such a great shot. And it's everything we know. And it's everything we love. The lightsaber on the hilt. The hand kind of on it, but not ready for action. The twin sons that are burning him up quite literally. And, and, the, and the shadow of Vader deep in his soul. There you go. Enough said. It's right there. Yeah, that's what it is all about. And then in this era where sometimes the main posters for big blockbusters, MCU stuff, Star Wars stuff, mm. even, you know, uh, just kind of one-off movies, they can be a little bit busy. That's what is yeah. popular right now. And, and the composition is always good, uh, but it, it's not as stark how good the composition is. And uh, uh, we've been looking at the art of books and I've been going on trying to justify the money I spent on my art degree, <laughs> on my visual mm -hmm. art degree. The composition on this one is just phenomenal. Uh, the the way that the, the different uh, angles of rhythm match each other, uh, the way things are balanced with the, the sun's kind of pulling your eye up in one corner and then the energy of the lightsaber kind of pulling down. Uh, Kenobi looking one way, but then the energy of Vader's saber uh, being so bright and pulling down is another great counterbalance. It's just an incredibly uh, well-made poster from a composition perspective too, which I do think uh, really, it, even if you don't have any of the words uh, to express that or any desire to think about that, mm. you're still affected by good composition when you look at it. That's what makes it good composition because good composition mm. directs your eye around and around in the image so you want to stay inside it. Hey, I, I follow your lead on that. Your degree is coming in handy right here, right now. <laughs> and my rock radio pass is coming in handy when I just go, I just need three chords and the truth. Give me three and a half minutes of, of pure emotions. And this poster is a good rock single to me. So there you go. Our pass lead us to now. That it is a power chord of a poster. I love that. So with that, let's uh let's get into the trailer. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stop yeah. myself. I do want to be sure to, to talk about. Do you take anything literal out of the fact that that's a Tatooine like background that Vader is standing on? Did you have any like go down those roads? I haven't seen anybody online going down the who is Vader going to be on Tatooine. That's just not how I received this poster. It's 
just more about yeah. the image. But he, did you have any of that? No, I didn't. And even though in, in, in some of the comics, the modern era comics, he, he has been there. And I could see that happening for some reason in my head. I just think, I don't think I want Vader to go to Tatooine in this series. And, you know, that's always dangerous to say and putting a kind of obstacle in front of me in the story. Uh, so I think I just, if, if I even thought it, Joseph, I think I blocked it out. I just think it's good use. It's, it's a memory. It's a haunted vision, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. That's the way that I felt about it. I feel like it's much more about the idea than any sort of uh, literal clue. And I feel the same way. We'll talk about it a little bit more. I think that's one of the things that I'm sure the creators very mindfully balanced uh, with Kenobi being uh, discovered, maybe on Tatooine. Um, how you balance that with uh, how many clues can Vader get that he should check out Tatooine more, I think is yep. a, a careful thing to balance. It really is. All right, with that, I'm not going to interrupt myself this time. I'm going to say the whole thing. Let's get into that trailer. Ken, uh, what do you feel is the big idea of this trailer, and how do you think it relates to that first one? Well, the first one is, uh, I would describe as hope, right? It's it's That's the big hooking, uh, marketing hook there, I, sh I guess I should say. And, and I think if, if we can agree to that one, this one is the next step on the journey. It's fear. It's this idea that you can't escape your past, a line that's kind of almost literally said. And as you start on your own kind of hero's journey, and in a way, Kenobi's got his like a little bit of a mini hero's journey going on to me. This is maybe the full monomyth, but it's just, uh, he's got his, his path and, and it starts out with hope, purpose. You got to find that. And that last trailer has him looking up and, and we know that's kind of the big hook and maybe we know where that's the story ends there. But there's got to be this idea of like, can I get to hope? And what's going to be between that is, is is fear, naturally. But this idea of uh, your past and, and Kenobi can't escape his past and that idea in his head, that idea in his heart, as the poster maybe is telling us. Uh, I, I think it's just a, a perfect, con uh, uh, not conclusion, but uh, perfect uh, next step in the journey is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I really agree with you. That first trailer, the first teaser was so great and it set uh, the stakes for Kenobi, right? Uh, mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. really emphasized that he's doing this mission, but he's clearly not fulfilled by it. There's an, an air of, of sadness, of emptiness. Uh, the monologue about his desire to fulfill the Jedi Code, to see people in pain and to help them mm. and this kind of just horror that he can't and then the sense of conflict that people are coming from for him uh but it all ends on hope right uh mm -hmm. with that literal word and with him looking up so it's kind of the first one feels like kind of an overview yeah yeah and then absolutely. this one feels like it is diving into the conflict uh that this one like you were saying is it's all about being trapped and hunted <laughs> in the both literal sense and the, you know, emotional sense, externally hunted and internally uh, hunted by yourself, haunted by yourself. Yeah. But I love how much that this one, this whole uh, trailer is really about Kenobi's kind of inability to move. <laughs> he right. can't go forward. He can't go back. Uh, we're going to talk, of course, about the Owen Lars scene that people are super excited about. Uh, but a lot of the trailer is explicitly he's being hunted even more than we realized. Uh, Inquisitors want him. Uh, bounty hunters want him. Vader's like, no, he's for me, right? Yeah. Uh, bounty hunters. Uh, so he, he's really like, he, he, this whole thing almost literally is you can't escape. Those words are used. You can't escape. But then by having the Owen scene, it makes it internal too, right? Of yeah. he can't move forward to train Luke and to build this hope that he wants. Can't do anything proactive right now because Owen is blocking him. 
and he is haunted by his past. He can't move forward. He can't move back. You know, uh, I think it's just such a great combination of the literal action adventure of he is being hunted with how he feels like I'm stuck. What the hell am I supposed to do? Mm, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, some of the, think of the words that keep popping up right in this trailer of, of hidden uh, and not surviving. I know we're going to discuss some of those lines here in even just a second, but you know, the, the, you can't escape. Uh Big giant boxes being dropped around Kenobi's life, huh? big cages, <laughs> big prisons. Uh, you know that's uh, that's that's absolutely clear. Dark tones to this, and you're right about the teaser trailer. It's a teaser, so it is going to feel um, it was so well done, right? That first teaser trailer is mm-hmm. so great. So it is it is a bit of an overview indeed, and it ends in in, in um, a little bit of brightness. This is a dark themed trailer to me, uh, like you said, setting up the conflict, the obstacles on the journey, and it just uh, drips out of every frame for me. Yeah, there's a lot of foot on the gas energy, a lot of literal action, a lot of uh, promise of even even more action. But I think, uh, which I'm very excited by, because I think there has been, you know, discussion at times that this is maybe going to be a slower uh, contemplative. We've talked in the past, even years ago, about, hey, maybe mm-hmm. the Obi-Wan Kenobi film will be like Star Wars' first indie film. <laughs> uh, and this has clearly got the whiz-bang adventure of Star Wars. But the emotional stuff to me is tying to those big themes of star wars that the past doesn't stay buried mm-hmm. and that your only way forward is dealing with your trauma and i think that's been such a central part of the skywalker saga you know there's the the practical part of the the heroes battles in the jedi battles but i like that the story is luke has to face uh, vader not only because he's you know a villain who needs to be stopped but because that's the only way luke is going to ever be able to move forward ray mm-hmm. has to face uh, uh palpatine luke has to face his fear and get off octo in some way shape or form in order to face his fear and i feel like this is really building up like maybe the reason obi-wan is trapped is he just hasn't looked in the face of of vader which is the face of his trauma and he has mm-hmm. to to move forward yeah, I, I can't take that because I just think you're so right. And that it's so dangerous because every with every bit of marketing, every bit of trailer, I'm just like, they're checking boxes that we kind of wrote down years ago, right? Just not just us right. here at Force Center, but a lot of fans of like, oh, oh, let me tell you why they should do a Kenobi movie or, or, or a bigger Kenobi story. And so I'm so excited. Even just hear you talking about it gets me, uh, gets me, uh, gets me going, man, about, uh, you know, important things like mental health, facing trauma, working through things <laughs> with lightsabers. Yep. Like I said on the first trailer, that for some reason right now in the general state of world, somebody who is going through a very dark time, including just some malaise at this is all life is now. Yeah. <laughs> the story of a person like that <laughs> that looks like he's not showering enough, having a really hard time on the just day to day, and then he finds hope. For some reason, that's a story I'm real hungry for right now. So I'm excited for it. <laughs> Uh, well, sorry, even uh, there was a photo that was uh, kind of released uh, last week, was it? Where it was even more of uh, Kenobi to sweatpants without his shoes on. <laughs> and I put on our Force Center Discord. I was like, I never thought I'd see Kenobi's feet, yet here we are. And there's just something about that shot of just a Saturday morning where you're like, it's two o'clock. I guess I get up. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not Googling that uh, that site. I'm sure Kenobi's feet uh, would return some uh, results. But 
Um, uh, we're going to transition from how much we saw of Kenobi's feet to how much we saw in this trailer. Are you happy with the amount being revealed? Do you feel like you're getting to that point that we all talk about where you're starting to connect some narrative dots, even from just little little scenes that make you go, oh, if that happened at that place, then this is the next logical beat, that kind of stuff. Where are you with all that? I'm in a good place with it, and it and it's part of a it's a, it's an ongoing discussion, not just in Star Wars, but fandoms and, and movies and entertainment and 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 you know this idea of what's a spoiler, what's not when when you go in and you know back in the day it was you know a lot more loose. Billy e. Williams was sat down and uh, sat down in an interview and was let me tell you what Lando does at Empire all the way to you know it's just <laughs> David Prowse like it, you know it's changed over the years which I understand why because the information is uh, as you and I were talking at the top of the show it's just it's just prevalent like oh cool there's 14 things I just saw for that Disney gallery thing and I hadn't even sat down to watch it it's just where we are right now and I'm in a good spot with this trailer there was a couple moments where I went oh I bet that is and then fill in the blank Mm-hmm. And I think right now I'm okay with it just because it might be, and I'm even thinking aloud when I say this, Joseph, it might be that because, you know, kind of know what happens, right? <laughs> In general, no matter what happens with Kenobi and Vader, we, we know where they meet later on. We know what happens with Luke. And so I'm not so worried about finding out or getting spoiled. I just want to go on this ride. I want to go on this emotional journey. I want to go on the whiz bang journey because I think we're going to absolutely have some whiz bang as this trailer really confirmed. So yeah, I'm in a good spot with it. A couple little context moments, but nothing that tripped me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm glad that it's still a pretty limited. Yes, we know the, the big arc of this story and the, the fun is the how, you know, we yeah. have a, uh, theories and hopes of where Kenobi gets uh, to a certain point, given where he is in Rebels Twin Sun episode, where, where he is in A New Hope. We we know a place that he gets to. Uh, so the question is how? And for me, I, yeah, I want to accept it, but I don't want to have too many of those moments where like, oh, okay, well, uh, because of the context clues, I know when this scene begins, how it ends. Yeah, And, and there was a couple of maybes there. You're like, okay, that transport getting attacked by stormtroopers, maybe. Uh, Obi-Wan escaping uh, Reva on, on Dayu, maybe. Maybe not. But, you know, um, I think I'm now just kind of braced for impact if there is another trailer and the barrage of commercials with the tiny new scenes, right? That's where they always get you. The, yes. The, yes. They, the week before in just one more commercial into the casual eye, nothing. But uh, to those of us who are paying a lot of attention, it's just that one more slice of information. So brace for impact on that. Yeah. yeah you're you're, you're uh, making me think of the force awakens TV spots that I just, I just, I, I, you know, again, so many more serious things to worry about, which we do, by the way, you can worry about serious things and worry about the little star Wars things too. I, I could live in that world, but I just remember those TV spots. of like, no, no, please not. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm slightly worried. The week of so maybe we'll just be so busy getting ready for celebration, we'll miss some of the TV spots. Yeah, uh, let's hope so. Yeah. Let's be so busy uh, with Star Wars that we don't pay attention to Star <laughs> Wars. That's what we need. Uh, we're going to dive into some of the trailers' big moments. We are not going uh, necessarily to every single image because there are definitely uh, some. Uh, fun, exciting new images and scenes, but there's also some stuff that's uh, that, that we've seen before. Uh, so we're going to start here at the very beginning, Ken. Uh, we hear a little bit of another remix of Duel of the Fates, which is great. We yeah. hear Obi-Wan's voice saying they're coming, stayed hidden, or we will not survive. It's 
sounds like he is talking uh, to someone. I imagine he's not saying that to the viewer. <laughs> right. uh, that'd be creepy. Anyway, uh, these lines are over a montage of Inquisitors being menacing. Uh, the Inquisitors appear to be the they that are coming. Uh, we see them marching on the new planet Dayu with stormtroopers. We see the Grand Inquisitor Reva and a fifth brother on Tatooine. Lots of menacing and marching. Ken, at this point, do you think that the Inquisitors are on Tatooine for Kenobi or someone in something else? Where are you going with that? I ooh, uh, yeah. Until today, I hadn't I I hadn't really thought about that. And and I have a I don't know. Now it just gets into predictions. I think someone else. I don't think they're fully aware yet. Uh, that could be also maybe a final confrontation. I don't know. Again, now you're, now you're kind of, kind of wondering what's the trailer showing, but I just, yeah, there's just something in my head that says, uh, he's already gone for some of it, but then, uh, now I'm thinking aloud and there's things I've already, you know, <laughs> him and Owen and that. Uh, anyways, let me try to answer your question directly. I think they're maybe coming for Kenobi, but they're gonna get someone else. Yeah, that's kind of what I feel like. I feel like maybe uh, Obi Obi Wan either did slip up or just like, hey, this is hard, and I got spotted, you know, and I, yeah. I, you know, took out the the people as quick as I could, but you know, that causes ripples, even that. So maybe Obi Wan slipped up, but I am very intrigued by the idea of another Jedi being sighted, mm-hmm. uh, in that causing Kenobi to run, and they pick up his trail. Uh, but I yes. think there's something about the other Jedi uh, being cited that uh, occurred to me. We talked about a little bit with the first trailer. I know it's a, a, occurred to uh, plenty of other people, too. I think there's this good balance with, you know, what we're talking about at the top of the podcast of how much clear knowledge can Inquisitors, several of these characters who live on, can mm-hmm. totally be like, yeah, Obi-Wan lives on Tatooine, right? Right. And there's something about that that, that blunts that a little bit if they... Uh, identify a different Jedi, mm. take that Jedi out, and then think that that just kind of rustled Obi Wan out of the <laughs> out of the weeds and chase him to the the next planets. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I like it just in terms of maybe even a, a plot device, a little me- plot mechanic there of, of him needing to run to pro- that's a way of protecting Luke, right? As I, I got to get out of here, and how that would immediately challenge Kenobi's. Faith in Owen, faith in the force to take, protect them while I can't be there. Am I going against my mission, my mandate? What is it? But I got to do this to get out of here. And and someone else, uh, whether, you know, direct conversation with a Jedi or indirect or there's a, you know, maybe a, you know, a, a identity uh, mix up or something like that. I, I kind of like that idea more and more of Kenobi's got to go. And it's not just, uh, it's, it's, a te- it's a test. It's a challenge for him to get out of there because he, he doesn't want to. It doesn't feel right. doesn't feel safe. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's the great thing they've been presenting in the trailers, that absolute trap that Obi-Wan is in of like, I'm supposed to stay here and protect the boy. But if I'm discovered, I can't protect the boy. Can't protect the boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the running from that uh, just makes a, a, a ton of sense and feels like the vibe maybe will be wrong. But I think the idea of another Jedi being taken out by the Inquisitors, mm-hmm. um, it's got a lot of value to me. Maybe it, it won't happen at all. Of course, right. as always, but it's just got the value of it, it, it you know, puts the Inquisitors over is a is a scary yep. threat. It twists the knife in Kenobi that this isn't just my pain <laughs> that I want to be out there helping the galaxy. And I'm kind of stuck here on Tatooine adrift. But like anybody from my order, that was my entire life. My home is still just being mercilessly slaughtered 10 years later. It's still yeah. happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um could yeah yeah and and who who this if you know we've seen 
some of the stuff in the, in the, in the teaser about maybe something that happens on the planet. So I'm trying to be vague for those who, who don't want to go down that path too much, but yeah, just that, you know, the, the, the inquisitors thinking someone else is some, something, uh, you know, thinking that there's other Jedi or there is another Jedi. Uh, I like what you're talking about, how that, that even has uh, causes more damage with Kenobi that this isn't done. And, and, and it's a reminder. It's a needle in the side of you still lost your order still lost. It still hangs <laughs> over you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that even that we lost, uh, you know, monologue from the first teaser could absolutely just be for a trailer, uh, but yeah. he could be saying that to another Jedi who's you know found him and is uh, rattling the saber like we should do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could yeah. Be. Uh, so moving on, then we segue into Obi Wan's complicated relationship with the Lars family. Hooray! Uh, we mm. see the clip of Obi-Wan watching over Luke that we saw in the first trailer, then new footage of Owen Lars. He and Kenobi talk in a Tatooine town. Owen tells Kenobi, leave us alone. Kenobi replies, when the time comes, he must be trained. Owen goes for the emotional jugular and says, like you trained his father. Obi-Wan looks away, Feeling the burn. <laughs> uh, this is the moment that I've seen people uh, online already really excited about, really talking about. I think it's powerful because it's a moment that, you know, fans have imagined, we've read versions of over the years. What is the power for you of seeing it on screen in modern canon with these actors just seeing that moment? There it is. I really loved it. And, uh, you know, we could talk about some of the unintentional comedy at the end of the bit, uh, which is actually, it, it made me laugh too, it, but also just the overall vibe of that of that exchange. I keep talking about, I have this kind of uh, justice for Owen thing in my head, which is, you know, again, he serves his purpose in A New Hope. He is a bit of a grub. He is, uh, you know, fear in front of hope. He is all those things. You and I have discussed that. But also, I also just kind of side with him a little bit on some of the argument. <laughs> like, hey, hey, <laughs> Hey, Ben, look at last time around. Let me know. I got this. Trust me. And maybe he is in over his head. Uh, that's 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 probably true. But I just like that it, there's a little bit of him. And, and of course, Baru. We do not want to f- forget Baru, who's so key. Uh, and we've learned more of her recently in the Queen's Hope novel and everything like that. There's there's a lot to that scene. Just so just to see him. And he's playing it with a little more grump in his voice, right? He's got a little more sun-drenched voice going than, than <laughs> a little more clones. sand in the throat. Yeah. A little more sand in the throat. I just, I just kind of like it, and I, and I just want to see more of it. I hope it's an entire episode of them just arguing. <laughs> yeah, I like the picture that you know this conversation has been happening again and again over the years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- so, so there's a a, a power in that. Uh, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of moments like this in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series where there, there are moments that I've said that we've we've read in different iterations or we've imagined or people have written in their fan fiction. Those moments that kind of make a ton of sense in the story of Star Wars that you just sort of assume. And it's this very specific kind of pleasure hearing this, right? Like there's yeah. a pleasure when like something drops in its new knowledge or a new idea and you never expected it or it's a brand new character and it kind of takes your breath away. This is like a puzzle piece clicking into place like you've been mm-hmm. holding this <laughs> for mm-hmm. you know depending on how long you've been thinking about this decades going i want to see that moment click <laughs> yeah. and it clicks into place um when i when i did uh children's theater i i worked uh with a wonderfully talented theater artist who had uh trained in japan in a traditional kabuki theater and a lot of the shows that we did were informed by some of the things she learned. They weren't full traditional kabuki. But one of the things that she had had taught me 
uh, is that there's a tradition in uh, in some kabuki performance where because the stories are known, the audience is enjoying seeing how it is going to be performed and that there's a phrase, uh, marimashtai, that the, uh, that the audience uh, yells, which is kind of roughly mm-hmm. translated, if I'm rem- remembering correct- correctly, of I've been looking forward to this. Okay, so we're going to take that and we're going to learn all about it in Star Wars fandom. And we are going to, okay, how do I uh, preach this on the streets? This is amazing. Right? It, like but it's, but a- it, it, it's how I feel about a lot of this stuff and why, why I love, I always said years ago that I watched Star Wars uh, like a living history document. And then, uh, you know, we started diving into themes here and that just kind of really synced up with how I, I just see it and go, this is what the story is what's about and so i am i'm looking forward to what you're talking about here with with owen and and uh, and baru and 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 kenobi that's amazing sorry i love that that's that's wonderful information well i was happy to share it It is a caveat as always that that is information that somebody who studied in a different culture uh, told me uh Mm -hmm. 20 years ago so i hope i got all the (laughs) details correct and apologies to anybody if i didn't i'm sharing something that that uh was was told to me in mm-hmm. <laughs> oral tradition, but I think about it a lot. It was a profound thing to hear about when I was studying theater and thinking about the different ways that we receive stories. Some stories are designed to surprise and some stories we enjoy because it is the culmination of something we can all feel coming, like like mm-hmm. the way you enjoy a final note in a song because you can sense that's that's the the home mm-hmm. note and it's satisfying. And I felt that way like when, when Boba Fett, you know, appeared in the final episode of Book of Boba Fett on the Rancors, like, everyone knew that was going to happen. Like that's not designed as a surprise. That's designed as a, yes, thank you. I've been looking forward to this. How is it going to be executed? I know it's going to happen. Now it's the satisfaction of Mm. hearing that note I've been longing for. Oh yeah. 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 And I want to play these grumpy Owen notes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I wanted, I wanted to share that perspective because I think it's going to come up a lot in our viewing of, of Kenobi moments that we expect and desire and are excited to see exactly how they're going to be executed. And and Mm -hmm. for this one, Mm -hmm. I think what was uh, fun was absolutely the Owen validation that uh, we talked about this a lot with the first trailer, uh, knowing that he's, gets to see the Inquisitors up close. He knows personally what yeah. he is keeping Luke from, that it is great validation of, yep, he goes too far. He, he, he takes it so Luke should never leave, never deal with what is out there. But it validates Owen a little bit that he knows how awful it is. Uh, and I thought yeah. this one even just really made me feel even validation of Kenobi's line in A New Hope about, you know, I thought you'd follow old Obi-Wan on some damn fool idealistic crusade like your father mm-hmm. did, you know? Like that, yeah. those connections are are really being heightened. And the other thing that I really loved about it is that even 10 years in, Obi-Wan is going like, hey, I'm not demanding to, to, to set it up on our Google calendars and I'll be over mm-hmm. on Space Wednesday. He is saying that, you know, when the time comes, he must be trained. So that mm. paints his picture of Kenobi trying to be patient. Uh, when does he yeah. think that time is? Is it just like we? I rushed in, Qui-Gon asked me to promise, I promised and I just, I trained Anakin. I threatened to leave the Jedi Order if they didn't let me. I, I forced it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to do this. I, I'm going to wait until the time is right. You know, and that's one of the headcanon things I've always had uh, about A New Hope of like, well, look, uh, his sister came looking for him because she was on the run for his father. And he ends up on my uh, doorstep with those two damn droids. The force is speaking loud and clear. Now is the time, right? 
Yeah. It, yeah. And it was fun to think is like, is he already, he's frustrated here, but he's already in that sort of mindset of the time will be clear when he, he has to be trained. And the thing that he's not backing down on with Owen is uh, I'm not asking to train him today. I'm saying he must be trained eventually. And that's what their argument is. Owen is like, no, mm-hmm. never. Yeah, no, I, I love what you, I, I love this because it, that is pretty specific about when 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 the time comes, uh, and how you know we know Kenobi has he's there for a purpose. He's always kind of had this in the back of his head, whether or not he fully believes everything. You know, uh, it's Luke that chose one at this point, or is Anakin still the one? This is part of what we hope we're going to learn, or him turning the chapter, but uh, turning the page in that in that chapter there. But man, I, I really love that what you're saying about him just kind of saying it, it's not now, but it's then, and how Owen in the Back of his heart knows that, and he knows that when he's sitting down for that blue milk dinner with Brew and 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 Luke when those damn droids show up. You know, like he he, he can't face it. He doesn't want to, and he puts every obstacle in front of it. So I just like that to draw that out to attach to attach uh, to attach uh, this, this scene to what we're gonna get later on. Uh, and that that's ongoing debate. By the way, I feel this has been going on since the end of Revenge of the Sith. I think they look out at the twin sons. They got baby Luke, and I think Owen turns around to. Kenobi on the Opie and says, thank you. Good stuff. Uh, there's a bar down the street. We'll see you. It never. Bye-bye. I think this has been an ongoing debate and I just, I just, I can't wait to, to actually see it more and more. Yeah, no, I mean, I would be fine if that conversation is, yeah, absolutely. We will take uh Shmi's uh, grandson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we never want to see you again. That's part of the deal. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been an ongoing discussion. Yeah, yeah, it is. And just and, and how Owen, again, doesn't want to face it, which might um, explain where he ends up on some of it. Unfortunately. Yep, absolutely. All right. Hard to move on from the Owen conversation because great. Did you have any other thoughts you wanted to talk about the, that that beat at the end? We, we didn't really focus on the burn like you trained his father. It's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so let, let's touch on that. I mean, I, I think for me, it is I think in some ways that's the most like yes, I have been waiting for that because that's mm-hmm. the obvious thing to give pause to Kenobi. Had these conversations for years. Uh, why, why didn't Obi-Wan and Yoda do something? Why didn't they rest up and, <laughs> yeah. you know, go out there and make a difference? And I think this is part of what holds them both back is this acknowledgement that we made a mistake. So, um, yeah, uh, Obi-Wan wants to push and go, let me train him. He's the future. I got to yeah. start him young. Uh, and then the logical counter argument is, well, look what happened to the last person you trained. Uh, yeah. So it's, it, it's so what it should be is, yeah. is what gives yeah. it its power. It is. It is. And the, the unintentional comedy just comes from uh, not even the edit of the trailer. Well, it might be the edit of the trailer. And, and I, I really like how it works. And I always say it's fun. It's fun to poke a little fun at Star Wars. It is a total ooh moment. Like you want people on the <laughs> playground to be like, Owen's got you there. And it plays like that. And I am okay with that. I've already seen some memes go around. I've already seen some people having fun with it. And it just, I don't know, just kind of adds to what the scene is actually in a way. The comedy that's coming out of that beat, uh, which is probably not going to actually be in the show once you get a full context. I ju- it just it just heightens my excitement for their their interactions. Yeah, no, I mean the way the way Obi Wan looks away feeling the burn. It it, it yeah. there's an element of it that's like this is so cool. This is so powerful. This is connecting the dots. The Skywalker saga and uh, Kenobi's place in it. And then at the same time is like let's Photoshop in a, a dais in front of Owen because he is at the roast of Kenobi and he got him. He yeah, got that Jedi. <laughs> he did. 
<laughs> All right. With that, we will uh, move on. Uh, next, we hear a voiceover. Uh, you still want Kenobi? He's gone. In reply from what I assume is Reva. Uh, maybe you've been looking in the wrong places. Here's a collection of great images. Uh, Obi-Wan on his trusty Eopi. We see uh, Reva marching under a ship with TIE fighters hanging from the belly. Uh, some kind of probe droids launching from what appears to be the Inquisitor base on the torture moon of Nur. Uh, Reva overlooking Dio. The, lots of great stuff there. Does this Inquisitor discussion uh, affect your thoughts on the show? Um, I think I kind of took it that that was the the fifth brother saying, you still want Kenobi, he's gone. And the reply from Reva so that, that felt like, at least in the construction of this trailer, a, a conversation about uh Kenobi between the Inquisitors. The, the nice thing, I'll say this, the nice thing that you still want Kenobi, I, I could make a list of five people right now that I would be like, it could be, including all the way up to Vader in some yeah. way if he still believes. So that's what I love. I love that that hangs over it. But the highlight for me was uh, Reva or Reva as we are still waiting to decide how to properly say that. We'll find out. Uh, I say Reva, but um, um, maybe you're, you've been looking in the wrong places opens up this world of possibilities. Again, it could be just a line on the surface. She's got some leads. She's thinking outside the box. We know she's got some uh, ruthless ambition going for her, uh, uh, some ruthless aggression if you're an old uh, wrestling fan from the early 2000s. Uh, but I also, it, it spins my mind wildly, wildly, Joseph, off into this arena of, hey, you know, how how far did she go into any Jedi training? You know, these Inquisitors uh, uh, may a lot of times get drafted from the other team here. Uh, how mm-hmm. much does she know? How much does she feel she knows the Jedi? We got that speech in the last time uh, that's from the Grand Inquisitor, who he was saying it to, was it her, was it others? We don't know. Again, these are great trailers being chopped up as, as they need to communicate the themes. But I like the idea that to know as we know more about her that there's those layers and we've seen a lot of it without the grand inquisitor himself jedi temple guard uh the stuff in uh fallen order um with the second sister right yes yeah, so there's a lot of great stuff a lot of but I, I that just got me excited to learn more about this character and why she feels confident in saying that yeah it's very interesting thought that she has an axe to grind with kenobi or even if it's not like you know they, mm-hmm. they really knew each other, but like I feel like for the sort of journey of these inquisitors who were Jedi who were tortured um, yeah. into becoming inquisitors, a uh, part of the dark side is you have to have someone to be angry at, right? You have to have somebody to blame, and a, a mm-hmm. part of this I think would be really getting people to uh, break uh, against the Jedi Order, not just in sort of disagreeing with them, but making them rageful about how wrong the Jedi were and how the Jedi wronged them, right? Yeah. We get that, uh, you know, pictures of like Inquisitor being angry. He was kept from <laughs> uh, yeah. artifacts by Jocasta New and that. So there's even this thing for me of like if uh, if Reva was a younger Jedi, like was Kenobi one of the people she was supposed to look up to as one of the greats, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? He failed her, you know? Yeah, and I'm excited by all options. Of, of she, he's just another Jedi in a long chain of, of people she has uh, issues with, or something specific. Um, both could be really fun, uh, which is why, again, love love that moment, love that line. Yeah, and I still agree with you in terms of like where are these lines actually from? Are they actually in the show? Who are are these characters actually talking to one another? Yeah, there's a lot of trailer magic, and there are a lot of options. I think mm-hmm. I'm responding to just the fact that it is constructed in this trailer like Inquisitors going hey, mm-hmm. uh, we might have a lead on Kenobi, you know, and there's yeah. excitement and competition about it. And mm-hmm. it just made me really excited for the idea of it's 10 years in. Uh, they've mm-hmm. been whittling down 
Jedi, right? We know from the comics that Vader himself has taken out some some high-priority targets, right? But the idea that the Inquisitors would sit around in their horrible torture base and go, Kenobi is the Holy Grail. Like, they're collectors. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about an action figure, a baseball card of, like, who would you like to find? Like, oh, I'd kill to find Kenobi, right? Yeah. If they're vying for power and either pleasing or overthrowing Vader, Kenobi is just the holy grail of Jedi for them to capture. And it made me think a lot about that perspective from the Inquisitors. Indeed, you know, yeah, if, if it's uh, Kenobi's head that you want to put up on your uh, Inquisitor dorm room wall to, to show that you've made the kill here and and, and rise in the ranks. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure if, if not, I'm not expecting Palpatine to address the address the Inquisitors here, but just, you know, uh, you want to prove your mettle. And we see we've gotten that description already from uh, Reva, I, I, I think. Uh, little bit of a, of a climber, a corporate climber, a corporate ladder climber, if you will. Um, so all that can factor in uh, into what we're talking about here. And yeah, some of these lines could be from Rogue One, for all we know. The way <laughs> work. Um, but yeah, just the way it's put, put it together sets that up. You talk about building the stakes last time out. I think these uh, these stakes are being raised. Yeah, absolutely. Any of those images particularly grab you in this uh, section of the trailer? Anything, yeah, the Inquisitors obviously much discussion about what they look like i'm sure that will continue <laughs> um but i just go on gut reaction that star wars cool uh you know it, we, you and i talk often about uh the reactions to these um trailers and shows from our partners sarah for you grace for me who are star wars fans they live the life life with us they just don't host a podcast about it i made grace watch this trailer uh, honey, 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 you got to watch it. You got to watch it. <laughs> and uh, upon seeing the Inquisitor stuff and particularly seeing Rava, she's like, and she's bad, right? I go, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this. <laughs> and, and so I just love that. And that, that those Inquisitor shots really jumped out. It, it's 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 a hard thing. Their, their design, you know, animation, comics, you can get away with, uh, you know, larger hats, uh, different colors. <laughs> I mean, comics and, and animation is a different medium. We know this. Cad Bane knows this. Um, but man, I just think they're working overall. They're working. You want to debate head size still on stuff. Great. I, I, I don't want to go uh, down that path. I don't need to. I just, I'm just seeing what I'm seeing and I'm seeing what other people are seeing and they're going to bring a lot to the story. And it's a, it's a fun thing. A thing that wouldn't have really existed if the story had been told uh, a few years ago. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So much uh, from rebels and directly from Jedi fallen order. No, I think they look great. They look scary and they look menacing and this great mix of the old and new in star Wars. And that is what's exciting me of like, it's great and new to see the inquisitors and a version of the purge troopers in a different scary base, yeah. uh, all on live action, live action on screen. Uh, but then it's also mixed with this familiar imagery of the empire. And it's just, it's great to see a Kenobi trailer and like half of it is just the, the, the horrible oppression and scary black and red evil of mm. the uh, of the empire, and in particular, the shot of uh, Reva marching under some big imperial ship with those ties hanging from the belly, just ready mm. to be shot out. Yeah, that's just a scary, awesome empire. <laughs> is uh, is cool to look at. Awesome Star Wars shot. Yeah, and, and the final thought on too. I don't know if I've. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, when I first started hearing either rumors and kind of official castings of Inquisitors, as much as I've grown to love them and the other things, it took me a while to get there, including Rebels, including with the Grand Inquisitor, including some of the comic stuff. Uh, it took me a while. I don't know why it just said something that I, I don't know. I always thought Vader and Palpatine were the only ones hunting around with red lightsabers. And, and for me, it's something that uh, I, over time, they just, they now 
seemed like part of the landscape. And now it's kind of all built to this moment. Even as we're talking the 14 second moment in this trailer, and we'll, I'm looking at it now with them on Tatooine. It's just a great shot. It's so star Wars. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, just a testament to, uh, you know, open up your heart. It'll, it'll show up there for you. Yeah, no, I am totally in, in agreement with exactly that. I've liked the Inquisitors uh, before, but I'm really loving them in this and I think really excited to see a peek into their world and into their psychology. I mean, we got it in all the other story you're telling with Rebels and Jedi Fallen Order, but it's, I think it's going to have a, a great compare and contrast to what Kenobi is going through. So super excited for it. Yeah, the, o- the only thing here is my only, my only critique. Uh, Grand Inquisitors, pants, they're too loose. <laughs> I was going to guess they're too tight, uh, but they're too loose for you. Too loose, too loose. For oh, yeah. No, hey, look, you, you know, you got to let your knees breathe. Everybody knows that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I'm not going to let the sweat pool behind my legs. Yeah. Gross. I heard Kenobi's wearing sweatpants with no slippers. <laughs> we must understand our prey. They wear loose pants. Yeah. Uh, exciting stuff uh, and some pants talk Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to discuss the rest of this great trailer ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we are back to continue our discussion here on Star Wars Day, May the 4th, of the new Kenobi trailer. We're going through the trailer in chunks, so we're up to this next chunk, Ken. Uh, Reva continues uh, speaking, uh, saying, I want every lowlife and bounty hunter 
to squeeze him. And then there are a bunch of really great images. An image of a Jedi General Kenobi from the Revenge of the Sith era in our world on what uh, looks like a big old hollow wanted poster. Uh, there is a 4LOM-like droid exchanging blaster fire with Kenobi, possibly 4LOM uh, themselves. Uh, Obi-Wan is then uh, fighting two figures in a hallway, including a Zabrak. Oh, the bad memories of fighting a Zabrak. Uh, is this, we'll get into the individual images and, and characters and that, but, but big picture, I just wanted to ask you about this section. Is this an exciting revelation to you that bounty hunters are on his back too? You, yes, you know why? Because you need you just need to add grief cargo going, Kenobi, everyone here hates you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the idea. I like the idea that even if they think Kenobi's out there, right, which, uh, you know, you cut, cut to Tarkin and him go, I don't believe it, I don't know. Uh, I, I would love the, the internal debate to be shared of, of who believes it and who doesn't. But even, hey, put this poster out, which, by the way, and I've seen people already make the joke, so we're, not, we're, we're getting there uh, later in the day, but just the, the school photo day, <laughs> the Jedi photo day, every, Kenobi, go take your uh, employee badge photo. It's great. I love it. I want this poster. I want to hang this one on the wall with the aura badge. But I love that the, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, John Wick uh, being an excommunicated moment. It's the Mando, everyone getting the beeper moment of now everyone in the galaxy. We don't know if this guy's alive. Yeah, Cersei wants Tyrion's head. You find someone that looks like it. It's up to you to search and cause problems. I really like that angle. Uh, I think it's I think it's really fun. Yeah, I think it's really great for a couple of reasons. I, I wasn't really expecting it. It makes plenty of sense if it is yeah. the sort of trajectory of like, uh, well, they discovered Kenobi. They know he's a great prize and they want him, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the best way to get him is to just make noise. And I like the idea, like, I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. There's no thought that one of these bounty hunters is actually going to take him or get him, right? That they're right. just going to make him make noise and show himself. That's really fun and exciting. Um, and, and I think I like the idea of, of bounty hunters being in this because it's also fun to think of Kenobi's attitude toward them, which is just, I think, mostly disrespect, right? <laughs> uh, bounty hunters and droids. Kenobi's got some blind spots. <laughs> he does. Well, he had that you know, the great Clone Wars episode, Bounty Hunters, where he is uh, taught a little bit more uh, respect by, by Sugi. Um, uh -huh. But I think in general, he's like, uh, look, I believe in in sacrifice, in nobility, in democracy, and striving to be the very best version of yourself. And not only has the entire galaxy collapsed under the impression right, 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 of the right. evil of the Empire, but then these low-class, low-life, just <laughs> degenerates <laughs> who care about nothing but a buck, I got to have these fools on my back, too. And I yeah. got to try to take him out without making noise. Like, it's just a great Kenobi contrast, right? It, it really is. Uh, yeah, I love challenging Kenobi's uh, uh, blind spots anyways. That is, I, yeah, I just, I just, this constant pressure. And it's one of those things of uh, just, just analyzing this in terms of potential plot and, and the plot device of it all. Like, I was all for Kenobi just sitting in the desert contemplating but then I'd have to defend that to a lot of friends of mine who were like, well, <laughs> and now to see, so like, you, you, you know, you described it so well, always is that, that whiz bang kind of vibe, but now it's just coming from all angles. Uh, I love that. I love the, I love that we're seeing Kenobi in blaster fights and putting in un uncomfortable positions. Uh, and it just, it, it, it's a good use of the star Wars galaxy to me. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it, it is really amping up like the action in the adventure serial stakes and to see uh, we've we got a lot of great uh, moments that we've been looking forward to forever of Obi-Wan watching Luke, Obi-Wan being yeah. uh, pensive in the desert, uh, riding in Neopi. And it's great to see him uh, being pushed into action as well. It's super, super great. Um, yeah. I also think that I, I'm curious to see how much this is going to set off a firestorm uh, in fandom discussion of uh, which bounty hunter are we going to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we kind of just went through a round of that with with Book of Boba Fett uh, yeah. and got some fun answers in Chrysanthemum and in Cad Bane. Um, and I don't even need it to be a, a bounty hunter I've seen, uh, we've seen before, uh, but I do like the idea of a, of a bounty hunter who has crossed paths with Kenobi before, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. it looks like in the trailer, it's just that uh, some, some, uh, you know, low lives are attacking him. But the idea of like, yeah, <laughs> you threw me in prison once Jedi, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Um, that would be fascinating. Uh, um, I've experienced that in real life with some of my <laughs> friends and the people they've arrested. <laughs> oh, it gets weird and tense fast. Uh, and I don't need it to be anyone I know. We're going to talk about the four LMO, four LOM of it all, or four LOM, as I said, in the eighties. Um, you know, I would love it. I'd love a Dengar. I absolutely would love it. I, I'm really open to it there. It'd just be kind of fun. But again, just l- learning new, new characters and new figures to buy is also exciting to me too. Yeah, well, yeah, let's talk about uh, 4LOM or 4LOM or not Zuckus, uh, because, of course, the <laughs> yes. famous action figure uh, confusion uh, back in the day. Uh, how, are you excited to see that character? Does that character feel right, if it is indeed that character, or 5LOM? 5LOM? Uh, yeah, Mandalorian has has uh, affected me in good and um, maybe even bad ways about some of that, where maybe... You're you're so keyed up on oh we're gonna see uh, IG uh, IG eighty eight oh it's I- IG eleven but then you grow to love IG eleven so it's like it's a lesson you know Star Wars fans that balance of of a name we know uh, and, and a name we're gonna learn I understand sometimes uh, there's two sides of the argument to fall on uh, I I am um, I just don't want it to be a, a cheap knockoff I want it to be something good that's the only <laughs> trepidation I have at some of this stuff and sometimes that's why sometimes in Mando. Maybe in Book of Boba Fett, I can't think of a specific example in Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. Sometimes I feel, not with IG-11. IG-11 ended up being one of my favorites, but sometimes I feel we get uh, droid light. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's for um, uh, light and uh, mm. I want the real thing sometimes. This is just my personal taste on it. So anyways, I, I, I wouldn't mind it being the real thing just this once. Yeah, I think if I had heard about this, uh, you know, a year ago, if it had, you know, come out mm-hmm. in an interview with one of the creators, like, yeah, it's going to be Inquisitors after him and Bounty Hunters, and we would have had rounds of who's going to show up, right? Yeah. And I would have been like, I want it to be Bosk. <laughs> I'm sure Bosk just hates Kenobi, right? Or, oh, oh I yeah. love Embo. I want to see him live action. But I think for myself, because we just went through a round of this mm-hmm. with Book of Boba Fett, we have had so many conversations of uh, what are what are too many connections for different fans. We're already seeing Kenobi and, and uh, Owen and Baru and Vader himself that for LOM, and even if Zuckus was around in the shadows too, just feels like that perfect level of like, we, the fandom, are aware of them, but they aren't that sort of level of Bosk. Yeah, no, yeah, that's actually a good point about there's a too uh, too high on the list to go, so to speak. Yeah, mm, I agree. And I'm that. sure there are people out there where four LM or Zuckus are their favorite. I'm listening oh, with yeah. the tattoo on, you know, the the Star Wars tattoo rule of the, any character. <laughs> there any might character. be a tattoo, so always put respect 
I love yeah. those characters, uh, but I, I feel like they, they would be kind of the right uh, amount of something that fans have seen before uh, without mm-hmm. setting off some of these like, oh, we have to have every character be familiar kind of conversations. Yeah. Now, I could be uh, down for a, a roll call cameo is if that wanted sheet goes out and you just do a smash cut of just every bounty hunter we know going, oh, Dengar going, what's this now? Can I be? <laughs> I guess I would, I'd be okay with that, I think. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, as long as he's voiced exactly like he is in the Clone Wars, for yeah. sure. Hey, you yeah. know what I want? I want I want like a younger Din Djarin going, oh, okay, I got to get him. Turns that is yeah. exactly what I uh, don't think is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I really don't. Uh, yeah. What was your first job, uh, Din Djarin? Hunting Kenobi. Like, Hunting yeah. Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, wanted to be sure to, to, to we talked about uh, that. Uh, any other images in this section that spoke to you? I really want to know why this uh, Zabrak is in a puffer jacket. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm not, it, it I'm not made it out of a puffer pig. <laughs> He's just got a, a very stylish, similar to a Mon Calamari and a pull up, uh, pull, uh, you know, a, a sweater. Uh, yeah. A crew neck sweater there. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I love, I love that uh, look there. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it already, but I wanted to be sure to highlight the wanted poster. It is just a great, absolutely great. Uh, do the Jedi also have uh, trading cards? <laughs> yes. In their galaxy? Uh, do they take uh, passport photos or DMV photos? It, it, it is such a great, just straightforward photo, but it isn't It isn't that absurd with the storytelling that we have of like, yeah, no, it's the, the Jedi are covered by media and, you know, they're part mm-hmm. of the government up to a point, so not, not that absurd. Yeah. Um, but there is a power to me in it of seeing him kind of at his his glory is general kenobi right yeah. and in the contrast of what he's looking like and feeling and you can imagine <laughs> you can imagine i don't think this scene will be in there but you can imagine dengar you know yeah. catching up with our kenobi uh disheveled and uh, dirty and stressed <laughs> and tired out and <laughs> looking like he has never, not even heard of a shower in two years yeah. and dengar looking down at like Prim, proper, general, Jedi, master, Obi-Wan Kenobi going like, oh, time's tough, huh, Kenobi? Hey, <laughs> Tom did this to you too. I apologize, I'll stop speaking like that. Um, <laughs> what I also love about that wanted poster, it, it, be for the prequel fan and all of us, isn't it just great to see that shot? Isn't it it just so great? is. And, and I want a clean shot that's just the wanted poster, but the loading screen is so great. And I know yeah. people have already uh, mm-hmm. made a million jokes, but it's one of those things that like it, it works obviously for its context in the show and the trailer, but it really is the like, yes, we're, we're, we're loading Kenobi, please. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we want to get to a hundred percent on our Kenobi download. Love that. All right, we will move on to the next section. The music is building, the tension is increasing. Reva's yelling voice proclaims, you can't win, Obi-Wan. You can't escape him. There are a bunch of intriguing shots. Uh, Kenobi taking out stormtroopers in the desert with a downed probe droid in the background. Uh, Another uh, droid in in action. Uh, Reva lightsaber out and twirling, uh, running after a ship. Uh, Kamal Nanjiani in Tatooine farmer or other clothes, Mm. looking very worried and concerned. All sorts of stuff. We'll talk about uh, some of the details of those shots, but uh, I want to talk about what what I think is the main thrust of this section, Ken, which is uh, what are your thoughts on seeing and hearing Reva in action? You know, uh, total blade out, running, fighting, 
screaming <laughs> in action. Yeah, and and you would assume uh, uh, nearly getting there, right, with Kenobi, uh, enough to be in shouting range, right? Uh, and have, mm-hmm. uh, I love that. And again, I brought this up at top. I, I think this is the the heart of the trailer for me. This line, her in action, uh, and, and just what she's saying. What a big theme there. You can't escape him, and what that means going many different directions for our old friend. Uh, Obi-Wan in the desert. I love that. I think it's the heart of the trailer. Yeah, I think the you can't escape him line is like, if this trailer had a name, this would be the, you know, uh, you can't escape him trailer, right? It's Mm -hmm. everything we're talking about with the poster. It's a mix of literal, and this is the internal challenge for Kenobi to to face this trauma in in actual physical form that is uh, Vader Anakin. Uh, She could be yelling, you can't escape him. Have you seen the poster they released? (laughs) He's in your soul. He's right on your heart. He's in your soul. You're transparent. You can't yeah. escape him. Look at the poster. Uh, it's so great uh, to have that that clarity of of what this is about. Um, but so I mean, that's kind of some somehow she's carrying the Kenobi story and, and foisting it back on him. But yeah. it's so clear to me uh, that she is going to be a central character, going to have perspective. Uh, an agency, certainly agency. I'm really hoping for an arc. I'm really hoping that there's something that she wants out of this entire conflict. Is it with the ambition? Is it that she thinks I will either get him uh, myself and take Vader's place, or I will, you know, be taken in uh, by Vader and together we'll take down the emperor because I'm going to hand him Kenobi. Or is there some specific trauma that she went through in her journey from Jedi to Inquisitor that she, uh, you know, ha- holds Obi-Wan, you know, uh, culpable for in any way. There's a lot of possibilities mm-hmm. out there. Uh, but I, it's great to see her centered in this trailer as a primary character, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the, hear that sense of competition and that sense of fury and to see the blade out and flashing. She's really centered. Yeah, and, and even then, you know, defining what is victory then for Obi-Wan and what's he feeling he needs to do to win at the beginning of this and, and what does he feel is a victory, a true victory at the end of it, if there is a victory at all, you know, and how she views it. You mentioned competition and what they're after. And that, that's, that's also a big question for him too. When she says you can't win, like Obi-Wan maybe has an answer. Maybe he doesn't yet of, yeah, good point. What am I trying to do? What do I need to do? What is victory here? It makes me think of some of the stuff Yoda tells him at the end of it, even attack the clones. Uh, I love that stuff. Yeah. Obi-Wan himself, like, yeah, you can't win, but there are, are alternatives to fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think if Obi-Wan is in crisis of just like, I'm going through more trauma, I'm running away from Tatooine to keep the boy safe, but I have a crisis of, of faith. What What is a victory in this situation for me? And, and getting him into that thought pattern and getting the audience into that, that thought, you know, mm-hmm. pattern is great. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So uh, what... Uh, do you have any theories uh, about uh, Kamal Nanjiani's character? Obviously, uh, that one shot is the entire uh, dialogue <laughs> that Star Wars fans have had forever. Do the farmers dress like Jedi or do the Jedi dress like farmers? Because the answer is <laughs> yeah. extremely important to uh, mm-hmm. what characters Kamal Nanjiani play. I 
think now? And, and, and there's some interviews out there where he's like, hey, it's something kind of new, right? I, I forget the exact quote of, of the, him describing his character in very general terms. And I'm thankful it's him. I'm thankful, yeah, well, if he had been a, a CGI robot, a droid, something like that, and that, that, that had been predicted, it would have been, I'm sure it would have been great. But I gla- I'm glad it's him. I'm glad we get to see him uh, act, emote, uh, uh, be in the center of the scenes here. And I got this idea that I sure I'm, I'm not on an island. I know I'm not alone here. I think he's a Jedi and a Jedi who's given into fear former Jedi on the run and uh, maybe a case of mistaken identity. Maybe he's trying to help Kenobi. Maybe Kenobi's trying to reach out to him and maybe he has a bit of an arc. Maybe he has a a bit of a growth uh, point or maybe something else happens. I don't know, but I I, had somewhere just seeing that robe. That's the first thing I think of. And the first thing um, I go to and want to kind of see play out. Yeah. I, I, I think it could absolutely be something else. Um, I, I yep. the 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 robe thing, the great robe debate, does not bother me as much as it bothers some other fans. I feel like I, I like the uh, head cannon. It's been floated uh, by many people that uh, the Jedi wear the plain, unassuming robes that you know many people do across the galaxy. And there's some amount of formality and, and ritual to some Jedi robes that have changed and shifted, but there's there's a commonality between them. You know, yeah. and I think that language is clear when you look at like the way Galen is dressed when he is a uh, playing farmer at the beginning yeah. of Rogue One uh, in all that. So I don't I mean, I, I've already seen people discussing like, hey, it's it, it, come on. Nanjiani is another Jedi who doesn't have the sense to change his Jedi robes. Yeah. <laughs> and I get the joke and, and yeah. uh, enjoy it. Uh, but I also start going like, but, but here's my head headcanon. Um, but with it, yeah, I think that I think that at different points in this show, it's vital for Obi Wan to have uh, people to talk to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, mm-hmm. sometimes where he's alone and on the run, right? Yeah, uh, and isolated. But I, I, there's something about it that just makes me feel like this is a person in trouble that is coming to Obi Wan with a rash idea, or Obi Wan is trying to help. I, I think it's definitely possible that it's another Jedi, maybe a Jedi who has drawn attention on Tatooine, maybe doesn't make it off Tatooine. Um, uh, But I I really think that there is a power in getting to see Obi-Wan interact with another Jedi, whether it's a Jedi who has some hubris of, let's, not even hubris, but a different perspective of like, Mm -hmm. what are we waiting around for? We got to act. Or a Jedi who is like, yeah, they're on my tail and and I heard a rumor you were here and I'm coming running to you. (laughs) And I was like, thanks. 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 <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, because they don't understand the full stakes of why Obi-Wan is there. I think there's a lot of possibilities, but there's something in that that's really exciting because we haven't we have not been able to see that uh in live action, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, just the stress on his face sells me on 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 the possibilities of, of what this could be. And again, we're we're daydreaming, we're thinking of uh yeah. a lot of theories, but it, it's it's hard not to have that thought. I mean, you're right, and the great debate. I was even thinking maybe that's you could have a jokey uh, mistaken identity at the beginning, you know, with a violent death where the inquisitor's like, We got a Jedi, and someone's like, That's a farmer. What's the difference? <laughs> you could you could go that way if you want. Thankfully, I'm not writing Star Wars. Um, the robes are pretty close, <laughs> says the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Are you sure? Look for their robes. That's how you find the Jedi. Uh, but I, it, it's hard. It's just, it, I mean, it stands out. Uh, it's a minute and uh, about the minute and five second mark in the trailer. I've got it uh, up here on my screen. It's just, it, it begs you to ask that question. Uh, is, 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 is this a Jedi? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I also think that there's a possibility that he fulfills some of those same roles of, of somebody who is desperate and needs help and is coming to Obi-Wan, even if he isn't a Jedi. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there has been Kitster debate and Kitster discussion. How are you feeling about that these days? 
Um, you know, I'm always up for a Kitster sighting. I thought this could be that and a bearded Jar Jar, right? We were going to get that, right? 100%. <laughs> and I would have been fine with it. And I can't wait for Jar Jar to return to Star Wars. Really cannot. Uh, I, I love that idea. Uh, I'm starting to think more and more. Now's not the time. Yeah. No, I mean, I think for me, the the thing, it's a it's a fun yeah. observation and, and, and joke. Uh, there's that part of me that's like, yeah, no, I would want it to be done respectfully. The part of it that's intriguing to me is, uh, Obi-Wan thinks he's just on the run with some, some person. And this person brings up that they used to know that, that Anakin, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there is, you know, there is actually some emotional value of that conversation. I don't think that's the case, but yeah, because, and you just brought up a good point too, to, to, to remind even myself in this on the canon, like Obi-Wan and Kitster probably didn't meet. No, <laughs> probably didn't mean he was back on the ship. So, yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh, all right. So in this section, there are some great shots, many intriguing ones. Do you have any reaction to any of these particular shots? So I do love uh, the the thing going on there with, uh, um, uh, well, I think it's even the last section too. And it, just more of the stuff with, with uh, Riva. Uh, it looks as though, you know, a fight on the base, a fight on Fortress Inquisitoris is really interesting to me. That's that's where she seems to be spinning those blades at. So just that, but that was kind of the previous section. But even now, uh, just where she, uh, how, how involved, like you pointed out, um, and, and, and kind of, there's a little bit of desperation in her voice for that moment, maybe so close to her goal, but you know, the pain, whatever's going on with her. I just love, I love that little scream. I love that moment. I love what she's, uh, you know, chasing Obi-Wan, everything about it. It's a special kind of Star Wars action. I'm looking forward to there. Yeah, absolutely. Very excited uh, to see the number of lightsabers flashing in the different locations. Make mm-hmm. you go, ooh, how is what, what's happening here and when and why? Um, but man, the Kenobi fighting stormtroopers on Tatooine and with a blaster, this is another one of those uh, I have been looking forward to this moment. Yeah. Of that this is something that, you know, imagine acted out with action figures. Um, there's something to me also, I've told this story before, like when, when my brother and I were young in between the movies um, coming out and we had our action figures, like we, we, we had them fight with lightsabers and their blasters, but you know, uh, we had them like punch each other and flip each other. Yeah. And when Re- Return of the Jedi came out and like Han is actually flipping <laughs> stormtroopers, we're like, wow, they're finally doing it. What we do with our action figures. Right. Yeah. So there's a part of me that's always sort of excited to see like stormtrooper fisticuffs and <laughs> flipping them around uh, like he's doing. Uh, it's just uh, it, it, it's uh, it's hard for me to to put into words of like yeah. the I did this with my action figures and now I get to see it on the screen. It, this look that only this only really works for me if if Kenobi takes an old boxing st- fighting stance with his arms out in front of him curled <laughs> and he does the like they're gonna fight in the streets of uh, New York in the twenties. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm with you too. I just, again, it, it's no small, it's no small thing as a Star Wars fan. And, and especially if you're a prequel fan who grew up and were nine or 10 when those films came up, but, but even us, uh, uh, old dogs have been watching these films and falling in love, love with these films more and more over the years. I, it's just fun to see you and McGregor with a blaster fighting stormtroopers, And we're about to see it. It's, it's, yeah, you can't overlook it. Just pure joy that that brings. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing for me is like, we got a couple of blaster shots and that makes such great uh, sense for the story mm. of he is not, he's trying not to reveal himself any yep. more than he needs to. Uh, it is building up the anticipation for the uh, ignition of that classic blade uh, in the trailers, mm-hmm. which is absolutely great. But for me, it just, it really builds up 
the Kenobi lore in my head of mm. um, I've kind of got this headcanon for A New Hope that, hey, look, um, the time has come. I'm training Luke. I'm getting off planet. I'm not hiding anymore. So when Pone Bob and Dr. Evazin start something, I yeah. think, you know, he hasn't ignited that in a while. Like, obviously, he fought Maul. But, yeah. like, when, you, when you're just watching Star Wars for the first time uh, or just kind of watching it casually, it's like, well, yeah, he's a Jedi and he has a lightsaber and that's the way for the audience to learn how lightsabers work and that they don't make you disappear. Yeah, right. <laughs> they cut your limbs off. But then when you kind of look back at it, it's like, why is he using his lightsaber blatantly right. in the cantina? That's a choice. That's the choice to say, you know what? The Jedi are back. It's time. Uh, it's time. Now is the time. Got lightsaber? Now's the time. I like that look. Yeah. 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 So to me, that that uh, all of that is sort of built up by <laughs> how long does he have to use these blasters that he doesn't like, you know, and it, it mm. just, it builds up all the Obi-Wan stuff we know of the yeah. clumsy or random is a blaster. Like every time there's, he, there's a shot in the trailer where he, he misses. He's pretty, pretty wide shot. <laughs> and you think the clumsy and random. Yeah. This is why I hate blasters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't need to lean into it too much, but it's always in my mind. Uh, all right, we're going to head into this final thrilling section. A Reva's scream of you can't escape him leads directly into a shot of Vader's mechanical arm attaching, more Inquisitor marching, more troopers taking aim, including what looked like a version of the Purge troopers. And then we see Vader's chest plate snapping directly into place, directly into his chest, and those buttons just lighten up. And finally, over the heavy breathing of the Dark Lord, Kenobi's shadowy face looks up. Ken, what, what for you is the power of showing Vader in this way in this trailer? I just think it works on a um, little bit of just a marketing marketing lane here. Marketing, uh, talking marketing of, we know, we've heard, you may have seen an end cap at a store, but you ain't getting it yet. <laughs> and we can talk about the themes behind it, but it was really effective. It also makes me want to watch the Triumph, uh, the insult comic dog bit again, <laughs> which button <laughs> calls your mother here. But um, it really was effective just in that, uh, in that, uh, that respect of, 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 I'm so glad I don't want to see the full glory of Vader until the series. I really don't. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what, what is released. So it was effective. And then just, um, Vader being rebuilt right in that mm -hmm. and, and a reminder of what's inside and what's not inside. And that's what Kenobi, you know, um, it makes me think of more machine now uh, than man twisted mm -hmm. and evil. I really love the use of it. Home run. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree that I, get, I think it's got that just that first level of hype, right? This is the mm -hmm. moment in a movie where maybe the heroes think they've defeated everything, but then there's booming footsteps and it's the, oh, mm -hmm. damn, no, <laughs> here comes the real problem. You woke the sleeping dragon. Uh-oh. You know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, especially after seeing Inquisitors, uh, seeing bounty hunters, flipping Zabraks and stormtroopers yeah. <laughs> left and right. And this is the real problem. It's got that great hype of uh-oh um it, you know the true uh, bad is coming mm -hmm. uh so that that's all thrilling but yeah the emphasis of the more machine now than man i mean this trailer is so well constructed that you could put together you, you could strip the existing 
uh, dialogue from this show and just put in Obi-Wan quotes as we've been going along, highlighting different ones that 100%, sort of yeah. highlight the moment and the, you know, more machine now than man twisted and evil and seeing him, you know, being reconstructed, the pain uh, that, that chest plate looks painful the way it's being, you know, Ooh, drilled yeah. in, Can, you know, mm, sorry, sorry. I cut, no, cut go for it. Though you got me excited. I, I, yeah, the way it just, it's like, and I'm going back to as a, as a kid, which you have these thoughts of what's in there, right? Which just drove a lot of the original trilogy and, and George finally giving us the answer. And then just, uh, you know, then they get kind of the revenge of the Sith answer. And, and I just like that it is, it is painful. I never spent a lot of time as a kid and you probably should. It's probably a good thing. I didn't spend a lot of time as a kid thinking Vader was in pain in there, but I just love, it just drives that the idea of this is the prison he's, uh, He's trapped in. And, and the idea that you and I have been discussing a lot based on some of those George quotes of Kenobi really gone, done, bleeped up Palpatine's toy <laughs> and that it ain't all together and he ain't all powerful. I saw someone, uh, there was a, a, a podcast that put out the, who would win in a fight, Vader versus Bane? And it's, well, yeah, B- Bane, because Vader ain't 100%. That's kind of the point. That's kind of what he is. He's a limping, uh, he's a limping old damaged uh, soul. And, and this, this whole him being rebuilt and how painful it all looks and the arm, it's not good. He's not uh, this all powerful being. He is a, he is a troubled, angry uh, uh, soul still fighting himself. Ah, it just sets it up for a, a big confrontation. Yeah. I, I, I love everything you're saying. I, I love the idea of Vader, despite uh, losing uh, the, these limbs, he's not, he's not this pristine prize that Palpatine wanted that Kenobi damaged it but that he is still horrifically powerful because he has taken the anger of Mm. of this not not just the anger of you know losing Padme and blaming the Jedi for everything and trapped in this cycle of Palpatine with Palpatine looking for the chance to take him down Uh, but any sort of illusion that he had like in Revenge of the Sith of like, no, 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 it's good. It's good. I know I did some awful things, but I'm going to overthrow Palpatine and everything will be fine. Right. The illusion that he had of being able to sort of put a nice face over the horror of what he did and what he let himself become is taken away. Right. Like he has to live with it every second of this is what I've become. And and that's, you know, what, what Kenobi did to him is he, he took away the possibility of, of faking a nice face uh, to the galaxy. Yeah. And instead he becomes a a nightmare Mm. Mm. (laughs) Uh, in everybody's eyes and embraces it as just another tool, you know, Mm -hmm. to terrify people. Love it. Yeah. And then I think that it would be, that would be great if it was just those shots of uh, of Vader and it ended on the, the, the buttons lighten up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But then, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, trailer magic. I don't know that that is the moment that Kenobi, Caesar yeah. hears him again for the first time. Um, but in the context of the trailer, it's so well constructed to make us think all these things about Vader, to think about the fear of, oh no, uh, th- this terrifying uh, you know being is coming for Kenobi, to focus on the fact that before he can go after Kenobi, he needs to be reassembled. Uh, that puts us in the mindset of kind of seeing him with fresh eyes the way Kenobi is. And that look on his face invites mm-hmm. all of the different emotions that Kenobi might feel, right? The yeah. uh, pain, anger, uh, disgust, guilt of Obi-Wan seeing Anakin in this state. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of the gifts that I think this show is going to be able to give us. 
Driving home the the, the point that that uh, has been talked about here before, I know uh, it's it's close to your Obi Wan loving heart of you know he failed in two ways. He didn't save Anakin. He didn't kill Vader. And it just kind of that's all that's kind of reading on the face there in the moment. I definitely agree. It's a it's an edit. Uh, it's an out of context trailer moment, but it's really effective, especially compared to that look up of of weary but determined hope in the teaser trailer. And now to get this uh, nothing but dread in the shadows from Kenobi. Love that. Yeah, and just the dueling thoughts of like, look at what you let yourself become, and then mm. that some voice of like, look at what you did to him, you know, yeah. Yeah. and having to to deal with that. And I think Obi Wan ultimately comes down to like, Anakin made his choices, right? Uh, yeah. But there's still got to be that pain of like, my job was to protect him, and mm-hmm. and yeah. In, in seeing him in this state is going to be painful on many levels and fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's just, here and I were like, oh, I love the dark stuff. I want Owen to yell at Kenobi more for hours. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character. I think he's great. I think people are too hard on him. I can't wait to watch six hours of him in trauma. It is. Look at it. You know, all all Star, Wars, Star Wars needs to be about finding hope within that fear. And it's yeah. all going to lead to that. We know that. And that's and and, and, and that's part of the, the joy. I think we're all uh, uh, gearing up to experience is this journey that this Kenobi working through it and and having just, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a different uh, th- tone. Um and from from Book of Boba Fett and even Mando, I think the pacing, I think the momentum is going to be a little different. Just each episode, episode, each scene to scene, I think. But the big themes are still there. We're going to watch some people work through some stuff. And I really love that in my Star Wars. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm so excited for it. Of like, let him send him spiraling down very, very low because it's clearly a story where he is going to mm-hmm. come come soaring back up. And the lower he goes, the more impressive it is when he's going to reconnect to hope. Yeah, I love that. So uh, getting back into the, the very real world a little bit, are you concerned about the, val- the balance uh, of Vader's time on screen? Is there a risk of overhyping him if he isn't literally on screen uh, as much as fans might hope based on yeah. how much the marketing is putting him across. If there is a risk, and I think there is a risk, I think we've we've crossed it all, uh, just by announcing <laughs> Hayden, just by saying Hayden's back. The excitement, which was uh, so fun to experience and be part of and so earned for Hayden as a, as a, as a performer and so just everything that the interviews and them being featured in the interviews together, it, we're absolutely at a risk. I think my expectations are, are in check. I really, it really, Rogue One is a great look at it for me where mm-hmm. we got some memorable moments. Uh, we got a hallway, hallway scene that people still talk about. Uh, many misinterpret, but it's there to be enjoyed on many different levels, to be clear. Uh, not a right way necessarily or wrong way, but I, I, I think I'm I personally in a right spot, but I, I do wonder, I do wonder if he only shows up at the end, if it's only in episode six, it's only at the end of episode five, <laughs> uh, will you get uh, a, 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 a general I felt lied to kind of a conversation thread? Can't worry about that. You got to let that go. I'm letting it go, but it's in the back of my head. Yeah, I think that uh, for me, I think I'm going to be satisfied no matter what because I think his his shadow is present in every frame of this yeah. story. You know, yeah. we've talked about the story of what that poster says. I think, and uh, if the Inquisitors are like Kenobi, if we found Kenobi, then it's either a march to get him first and bring him to Vader, or a fear of like uh, we better tell Vader because he'll, mm-hmm. he'll kill us if he, yeah. if he finds out one of us took Kenobi. Like his his shadow is everywhere right mm-hmm. uh even in in owen's uh sick burn of like you trained your father like you trained yeah. his father 
Um, so I think I'm going to be okay with how much his presence is there. I, I do have hopes for a, a Clone Wars era flashback uh, with with Hayden as as Anakin, not Vader. I, I do have hopes for uh, some Vader on mask time as he's being reassembled. Um, but for me, if it if it takes until episode uh, four for him to physically show up, you know, episode five, I think there definitely will be some talk and, and that happens sometimes you just have to write it out. I do think they will be helped by the fact that uh, I was talking uh, to my friend Ken Plume and he really phrased it in a great way of with two episodes dropping on Friday and then the third episode dropping on that Wednesday in less than a week, we will see half of the show. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> right. Uh, but that also, I think, will help with some of that, because if it's if it is not until episode four that Vader or Anakin shows shows up, that's only a week. <laughs> yeah. Basically a week and a half for, yeah. for or not a week and a half around that. Yeah. A week and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That um, Grace had a uh, visceral reaction to learning. She had not learned that it was only six episodes till this morning. <laughs> um, many swear words were tossed around. She wants, she wants it to be 26, like a, or an old network, uh, a season, a 22 episode season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there's a part of me that wants that too, of like, yeah. give us this, this clearly intense, uh, action packed, uh, show. And then yes, I would be happy for a second season. That is, uh, Obi-Wan tries out different mushrooms across Tatooine. <laughs> be happy with that yeah um to wrap up our conversation about the the risk of overhyping vader i did want to just take that step back uh ken you and i were both alive in 2005 do you remember when darth vader was physically printed on almost every object across the world in the spring of 2005 and then vader is just in the movie at the end yes i do yes i do and it and it, and it helped uh fuel some of my uh I don't know some of my angst towards the movie. I really uh, would, ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I wish I would have seen the entire movie of him hacking uh, Jedi down. I was in a different spot, of course, then. But yeah, uh, it happens. And like I said, if there's a risk, I, I, I think that we've crossed it just by him being there. Yeah, yeah, well said. So the trailer ends uh, with a lightsaber igniting and cutting the Disney Plus logo into place, uh, just like the first one. But in the first one, it was Obi Wan's blue blade, and this time it is the crimson blade of Vader. Uh, did you like that? Speaking of risk of overhyping. Yes, I did. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Again, fits the tone of the trailer. The first, uh, as does the first one, spirit of hope. Uh, in the first one, uh, overall view, as you pointed out, I think that's great. In this one, you can't escape him. What, what can't you escape? The, the, this man with the red blade, this monster with the red blade. It just really works. It's really effective. Yeah. Uh, the first one was hope. The second one was no escape. And I think I was so thrilled by it because we, as we talked in that first trailer, it really felt to me like, okay, the note I want to, to feel like this trailer music resolved is Obi-Wan igniting the blade, but I don't actually want to see it yet. So what a perfect compromise that was. And this did the exact same effect uh, but yeah. with Vader. Uh, so inspired by that, would you ever want to cut your name into something with a lightsaber? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've, uh, done something similar with snow, but, uh, yes, uh, definitely, uh, 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 I, I like a good, uh, I used to whittle, used to whittle some, some, some wood in the forest with friends, so yeah, let's, let's go ahead and put my name in a, in a, in a tree forever, right, poor tree, sorry tree, but yeah, just, just a little, just a little bit, just a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, when I was a teen, I worked on a couple of uh, uh, projects that were a big team project to uh, paint a mural on a wall. And it yeah, seems yeah. like great to paint a mural on a wall. And it's a nice addition to the community. And then <laughs> you ignite your blade. Yeah. <laughs> Cut into yep. the wall and put your mm-hmm. initials in it. Yeah, you and I could take, uh, take a saber down to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, add our names to some of these slabs <laughs> not yet used, maybe change some of the names that are there already. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When lightsabers are real, that is one of the ways they will be used is to make some alterations to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Indeed. Any final thoughts on this trailer? Look, man, I'm struggling to provide any insight to this trailer. We just did a wonderful episode here. I just I, I was so thrilled by it. I just I'm so on board for this show and have been for such a long time. So I'm not looking for any validation. But, you know, this is of all the shows announced. This is the one that privately I've had to fight with friends over for years. Okay. And mm-hmm. and so to sit down and just see these two trailers and now this one, I, I don't know. I just feel so good. I feel so confident about this show going in. We'll analyze it as, as it comes, of course. But uh, and the way we look at our, our Star Wars, you and I and Jennifer here in Force Center, the way we love to engage with what's there, I'm already so engaged by the potential that these trailers, particularly one today, brought up because it brought up the meaty stuff, the real uh, but the potential for conflict and what might be there from all angles with Kenobi. I'm so excited. It, it, it was it was a great trailer for me today. Yeah, I'm in the same place. I, Kenobi is one of my favorite characters. I really loved Ewan McGregor's performance for a long time. I just I really wanted that movie to happen because I just really wanted to, a chance to see Ewan McGregor back in the robes. And I've always been from on the perspective that there is a vital moment to tell of Kenobi of, yep, he's going through the motions of what he believes this mission is, but how does he find belief in it? And how does he get past uh, his failure and seeing that they're really tackling those things head on is so great. And to see really with this trailer, um, it was there in the first trailer. It's been there in a lot of the interviews, but with this trailer being so just exciting, Mm -hmm. just tense and thrilling, there's something about this one that for me, I, I am hungry for lots of new in Star Wars. I'm hungry for different stories. I think this one has a lot of new elements, but this one is just like coming home because it has on its on its Jedi sleeve this great mix of heartfelt, introspective, important, internal storytelling mixed with tense thrilling, weird, whiz-bang serial adventure. And this one really drove home the, like, look at all the adventure and fun and the fact that it's going to be both. It is Obi-Wan Kenobi dealing with his problems uh, internally and very much externally with lots of people after him. And that makes me so excited. It really does. Uh, Absolutely. Again, it just... just, um, uh, We always say it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. This is a day... Uh, that I just didn't think we'd see years ago, especially when the movie was scrapped, all that kind of stuff. And yes, the, the, with the teaser trailer, now this and Vader. You, oh my God, it's a great, th- a great thing and a great time. Yeah, absolutely. So very thrilled. Thank you uh, all for listening and joining us on this uh, surprise, maybe not surprise, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Day, May the 4th, celebration of a new Kenobi trailer. Ken, do you want to let people know where they can find us? Absolutely. We are the Force Center Podcast feed. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. We're going to have a live Q&A on May 13th on the YouTube channel. Information 
details to follow. Uh, you can also like our Facebook page at Force Center Podcast. Hey, if you want an audio book like, hey, that new Brotherhood book from Mike Chen about Kenobi and Anakin in a different time in their lives, you can go to audibletrial.com slash Force Center and get one on us. Uh, you can get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Find us on ACAST, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just search and you'll find us. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. You can follow me at Kednapsock or go to my website, Catnapsock.com for more. Joseph, where can they find you, sir? Yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, in full Kenobi fever mode, I just shared one of my Kenobi action figures on TikTok, so check that out if you're interested. You can find all my other adventures on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for the driver's license space photo of Obi-Wan Kenobi, this has been Force Center. Thank you.